Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm Ben. I'm here hey. with Lucy. I'm Lucy, hello. Hi. I'm here with Adol. Hey. 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 I think it's episode 210. <laughs> I, I should have done that before the That's what I saved the, the file as, so it has to be now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> There's yeah. no way to alter that's it. Irrelevant, irrelevant of what the actual number is, it shall now just be 210. Um, let's crack open some beers. Lucy, I'll come mm. to you first. What have you got? I have got a oldie but a goodie. From what I can remember, it's been a while. Uh, I have Millionaire <laughs> from Wild Beer Co., um, which is a salted caramel chocolate milk stout. Uh, 330 nice. mil can. It's one of the orange cans. Um, well, one of orange print or black can orange print. It's 4.7%. Uh, no I thought it was higher does. than that. I think there's a novel one. Is it? It's similar to Millionaire. I don't know if it's got like because they have a few of these. Where the, there was one that mm. was like an imperial stout, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, uh, there was a billionaire as yeah. well, I think. Yeah, I think that's, maybe that's what you're thinking about, but yeah, this is 4.7. Mmm, nice. But yeah, it's a milk stout rather than imperial, or just straight right. up stout, so. Yeah. Crack this open. Good, as you said, you had it before, I haven't had it for a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, it's been a hot minute. Mm. Uh, Adol, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking the... Um... Lake of Stars, Full Circle Brewing Company, um, ah. collab with Brewgooder. So, sorry, there we go. It is 4.5%. Uh, Global Gathering, a project to help impact lives through clean water, known as Lake of Stars, as lights dance from fishing boats on the Lake Malawi. I think that's what the uh, lovely, sort of boxy yeah. um, art is about. But yeah, say 4.5% um, Paleo. Quality. Good to see some more global gathering beers kind of still around. Doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I am going to kick off, I think, with this one because it's a little bit lighter. Uh, I'm super looking forward to this. Um, it's a collaboration beer from Amundsen and Finback. Um, never had a beer from Finback before, who are a, a brewery over in the States. Um, and Amundsen always make great beers. Uh, this is Fade to Green, a New England IPA. Oh, it like is, if I can find the percentage, 6.5%. Uh, doesn't give me a huge amount more than mm. that. Uh, just where it's brewed, the ingredients being uh, water, malted barley, oats, lactose, hops and yeast. Doesn't tell me the hops, I don't think. Yeah. I've got a best before date, which is December. Fair. Doesn't <laughs> give me a can date, year? but I have seen it around for a little while. Yeah. So maybe it gives a year, something like that, I yeah. would guess. So. I had that in February. Um, okay. And I really enjoy it. 
4.75 out of 5 on untapped I rated it. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. I love a Munson um, beers. Yeah. They're really good. They're always fantastic. Especially yeah, their stouts. Like, I think they did a whole range of just like weird like dessert stouts and they're all yes. fantastic. Yeah. I don't think I had any of those actually. They did them in smaller cans as well didn't they? 330 cans? Yeah, after after the fact that I think they did. Um, is dessert in a can from them? Is it a Munson who do that? I'd have to check, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember going to Tilt in Birmingham, which will hopefully still be here after all this is over. Mm. Um, but yeah, they just had like all of their beers on it. It was like... You know, Imperial Stouts, double IPAs, and that was an evening. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> was it a tap takeover? Yeah, yeah, it was it, just yeah. a, a Munson, nothing else. There might have been one or two other beers, but yeah, mm. it was just nice. so good. How's, how's your beer this evening? Um, I don't know if I was quite in the mood for a milk stout. It's, it's very light, as you'd expect. It's got a little bit of sweetness. I think honestly it might be a bit too cold at the moment, but I'm definitely getting, you know, quite a bit of chocolate to be fair. It is mm. sweet. I mean, it says it's got caramel chocolate and it's a milk stout as well, so I imagine there's going to be lactose in there, which is giving this mm. like coaty feeling as well, so yeah. I don't know. I don't think I was quite in the mood for this. It was just something that I dug out of the fridge, but <laughs> uh, I always remember it being a very rich flavour. Yeah, y- y- yeah, because that caramel and that chocolate mixed in together, you are getting quite a lot of richness. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I'll show everyone. Well, for people who haven't had Millionaire at this point, it is a good beer. It's a decent beer. You know, for it does everything it says on the tin. It is a it's a milk stout. You're getting that lightness. Yeah. You're getting slight coffee on the aftertaste and that's nice that bit of bitterness it does balance out that sweetness at the start Mm. and that carries on through the middle but yeah there's not really much to say about this yeah it's fair it's a good milk stout yeah I think it's in Marks and Spencer now Hmm. in the can I don't think I've had it in a can I think when I had Millionaire and Billionaire they were both bottles yeah I think that might be the last time I had Millionaire but I do remember that it might have been the billionaire that I did think that was very oversweet and very mm-hmm. very thick and very it was a bit overbearing, so I'd probably go for the millionaire over the billionaire if I had a choice. Yeah. Just because the flavours are a bit more subdued in this, it's not as sweet, but mm. yeah, it's a really good beer. It's just nothing amazingly glowing about it, but it's a good milk sure. stack, can't complain. Nice, mm-hmm. good. Uh, Adol, how's the global gathering um, beer from Full Circle? Um, it's it's got a lovely fruity ar- aroma, a little bit of tropical and some stone fruit. Mm. Um, it's very quite light. light. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's quite um, hazy, but like a yellowy 
slightly orange yellow. I think you mm. can't tell because of my lights. Uh, the head poured. I mean, I tried to pour on camera, and, and I'm sure you can check this on the replay, and failed miserably. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's quite thick. Like it, as I was adding, I had like an ice cream style mound on the top as it filled <laughs> up because only the uh, only the outer shell had actually dissipated. Um, Hmm. That's an excellent beer. It's really light. Um, it's a good pale ale, but it's got those tropical um, notes go all the way through. It's got definitely some, a little more pineapple in the taste. Uh, and as it fades off, you get a little bit of pininess um, with the bitter. Uh, and slight, I want to say, apricot maybe, but very slight. Uh, Dis and that part dissipates pretty quickly. Uh, its finish is not too wet, but a little, um, so you get to enjoy that bitterness without feeling mm. dried out. Um, and yeah, that tropical um, flavor it lasts longer than I would have thought. Um, and uh, you can tell it's a pale ale, not an IPA, because that bitterness um, just sort of doesn't linger. It's mm. there as the strong fruitiness uh, fades away. And then it sort of also takes a back seat, and you're just left with these uh, these tropically tones um, afterwards. Really, really tasty. And like, if I was outside in the lovely weather we had um, today, I would have just banged back a couple of these easy. Yeah. It's like a very good uh, early summery uh, beer. Nice. Has some heft, but really drinkable and and refreshing. Quality. Have you had anything from um, Full Circle before? Because I've seen them sort of doing the round. You know, another brewery. Kind of doing the rounds on the socials at the moment. I don't think I have, to be honest. But boy, is it hard to remember all the beers. Um, yeah, because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I don't think I have. I, I've also seen them pop up here and there. And like I said, um, it's one of the reasons why I grabbed it on my order from Bottles and Books a couple of weeks back. It was just like, yeah, sold. I'll try this out. Mm. I actually didn't even realize it was a Brugger collab until i got it i just was like i've heard good things about full circle yeah that's one it's a pale ale let's try it out nice cool uh, have you had anything from full circle lucy no that is one that will go on my list my long list nice yeah. yes the, the list that never gets shorter <laughs> no. only ever gets yeah, longer just like the games backlog yeah mm. Oh, beer backlog kind of all, it isn't really a thing, is it? Beer backlog because <laughs> people stop brewing stuff, small batches of things. Okay, stuff makes the rounds maybe once a year or or every kind of, you know, a couple of times a year or something. But the beer backlog just kind of stuff does disappear from it, doesn't yeah. it? Really? And there's a lot of beers coming out every single day, new ones. Mm. So it'd be impossible to keep yeah, up, it would. unless you want liver mm. failure. Yeah. Which we don't, because there's too many beers to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This um, this Amundsen, it's got a nice tropical nose, big tropical nose. It's super. There's there's no head on it. There's it no looks head. Like juice. It, didn't, it barely barely poured with much head at all. Uh, I'll pull it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, a little bit or uh, sorry, a little bit more yellow, a little bit more straw than I think the camera conveys, uh, mm. but super sort of thick looking. Mm. That looks like weird. Thicc. Did you... Ooh. 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 Mmm, that's nice. Little little piney bitterness all the way through that, straight from the start, but 
you've got those tropical fruits in there backing mm. up that bitterness that piney element to it they come through a little bit um slightly stewed perhaps uh, rather than it being sort of a, a sweet tropical fruit um they're kind of pushing against that that bitterness a little bit with a bit more of a slightly stewy slightly mm, well slightly bitter um nature to those tropical fruits as well as that kind of piney bitterness on top of everything kind of running through it's very very easy even with that that bitterness to it as well mm -hmm. same as the leviathan um mm. that i drank that had that bitterness that heft to it this definitely has it as well what was it? It was a New England IPA? Yeah. yeah. So you're getting those tropical fruits. You're getting that big bitterness to it. It's actually really wet sort of in the taste. And you get to that kind of point where the fruits have dissipated from the flavour and it just dries out. It's kind of just the bitterness lingers, but it's kind of there right at the back of the mouth. Everything else has dried out. And I'm thinking, hmm. I'll have another bit, and thirty seconds later, I'll have <laughs> yeah. another bit, and thirty seconds—it's just it will be gone. Yeah. As with every beer, we seem to drink. I don't know how we do it. <laughs> we just pick the right ones. Yeah, exactly. Said years of expertise. Yeah, discerning taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this was—it was quite. Low, I say low. It wasn't low. It was over six percent. Six point five percent. Okay. Does feel a little bit more boozy i think mm, than that yeah. um that's that that slightly stewy bitter uh tropical fruit to it makes it feel a bit more alcoholic than mm -hmm. um than it is uh you could mistake this for a you know seven and a half eight percent beer definitely um, especially with it being such a big flavor as well and then it really sort of packs a punch to it so um i get kind of you know the name fated green makes sense has that nice piney Mm, uh, bitterness yeah. sort of all all the way through maybe a little sort of earthy element kind of creeping in there just on the back end of those tropical fruits as well so nice. mm, lots going on with this very very well uh, made to flow through yeah. everything while still keeping that bitterness all the way through I'll stop talking about this beer and just drink it now <laughs> instead um, we shall move on to our topics for this week what everyone would like to uh, discuss where should we start? Because I know some of us have got a little bit of crossover uh, from what we've been playing um, over the last week. Animal Crossing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go there. <laughs> I, th I think we'll wait for uh, a guest or someone else yeah. who can give at least a different perspective on how they interact. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Plus, no, I don't want to talk about that game. <laughs> It's I think fine. it'd be the same with I think it'd be the same with uh, with Final Fantasy yeah. until yeah. maybe one of us has either finished it or we have another guest on who has played it. I think our conversations about that are mm -hmm. just going to be the same as they are in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, I just wanted so to give you a few game. heart palpitations, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> should we um, should we start with Streets of Rage Four? Yeah, because I played quite a lot of it. I love you, so you played it. as well. Yeah, I finished Ooh. it last week. I am incredibly jealous of the twos of yous. You can play it, mate. <laughs> um, it's on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, I can get Game Pass finally. Mm, Maybe that'll be my, my... PC. Is it on PC Game Pass? Yeah. I didn't Ooh. know that. God damn. 
PC Game nice. Pass. Let me just open a tab. Does PC Game Pass, mm. before we talk about the game, would PC Game Pass allow... Um, is I, I remember sort of mentioning this in the Discord. Is there any um, cross-platform play with the online element? Like, can PC... You know, um, even if it's Game Pass I, I PC players, can yeah. they play with Xbox players at all? I don't think so. I think it's a okay. separate... I don't even think it's play anywhere, as in... I pick it up on Xbox and then right. move it to PC. I don't even think it's yeah. that. I think it's a separate yeah, it's, client it's, and download and everything like mm. that. So, from I just did a quick search and mm. it seems like it is not cross-play. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think there is no cross-platform play online in any right. version either. Okay. So that's a bit fair. One day we'll get there. So, we'll get there one day. So I'm playing on PlayStation. Lucy, you're playing on Xbox, and Adam will be playing play, on PC. I played oh, on PC. On yeah, I played on Steam. Um, oh okay. yeah, cause <laughs> got a code, can right? Steam and Game Pass people play with each other? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and I started playing again on Xbox today just to pick up a few achievements for my reward yep. points. So, although the Steam version might be remote play. I wonder. Yeah, you said it was. I don't know what that means still. It still confuses me. Something about... Uh, I said I saw a post, room. but now... Yeah, it's remote... So basically... <laughs> sorry, this will be my PSA on remote play. Um, I think I've talk, touched on it some other time, um, briefly. But a remote mm. play is basically... Uh, you own a game. You want to play with someone else. They don't own the game. Uh, they have... Uh, and you... If they have Steam, you just and it's a remote play enabled game. You basically click invite, right click on their name in the Steam list and say invite to play a game. They say yes, and then it streams the game to them, and it takes over one of your input devices. So if they have a, it, it's really built for gamepad-y games because then if they have a gamepad, it it emulates uh, through Steam that you have a gamepad plugged in, but it's theirs, and it yep. comes over. And so is this online? My, like you don't have to be. Do you have to be on the same network or? No, no, this is totally over the internet. Like oh, okay. I played Lego Indiana Jones with my friend D Diane, and she doesn't have a gamepad and a Mac, so oh, wow. she just so she just used the keyboard. So if I wanted to, I could touch a key on the keyboard and really fuck her. Her, um, I'm like, no, nah, you're moving left now. But I tried not to troll. Oh, I get it, but basically, yeah, because yeah, it's basically a game that's not it's local co-op, mm -hmm. but it's emulating or sharing input devices. But if you don't have a gamepad, it can't add a new one in. Mm -hmm. So the mm. only thing is, if you, if you want to play with someone without a gamepad, they have to be the keyboard person. Yep. That's cool. Which, for me, on a Lego game was fine, because like, cool, I can use the gamepad. Yeah, I can um, imagine but it playing that game for nice and keyboard. Oh, yeah. Awful. <laughs> She's a trooper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it worked fucking phenomenally well, even on... Actually, Lego Indiana Jones started to really wig out, and I stopped being able to input for some reason. Hmm. Um, when we moved to Lego Batman, it worked flawlessly, but I, I assume that was just some a hiccup because I can't imagine that, like, even though Indiana Jones is super old, like the, the engine's basically the same. So yeah. I can't imagine that uh, game padding. Got, well, maybe maybe game padding on those older Lego games is just bad. Um, but yeah, it works really well, and so that means, for example, I could play Streets of Rage with Lucy over Steam if she wanted to play with me. She could just invite me to a remote session, and I'd have my gamepad, and she'd have hers, mm -hmm. and we could play. Yeah, I get it now. And I wouldn't even have to spend the dollar pound on <laughs> Game Pass. No, it's, uh, what's that's probably super a very interesting. Good way of 
uh, of doing that, especially with Streets of Rage 4, which I feel is probably much better playing as a, uh, a multiplayer experience. Well, yeah, and but also it's great because a lot of these games just aren't online multiplayer games. Mm. Mm. Uh, they're just local multiplayer, and it's like, guess we're playing online together, and also you don't have to buy it. Yeah. Um, it came out in November 2019 with like very little yeah. fanfare. Uh, it turns out the Jackbox games are also remote play. All right. Um, but I think given that I end up playing with more than one other household, I think the way we've been doing it, which is Discord streaming, is probably mm. better. But, yeah. like, yeah, that's also a thing. If you want two households and want to play a Jackbox game, you remote play together. You don't even have to worry about having extra shit. Like, you mm. have Steam, because that's where the game is. You just click and then... Then basically the two households have computers which have the full screen version of the living room screen and mm -hmm. away you go. Mm. Nice. Yeah, because then you wouldn't have to stream to Twitch or something like that in that case. Yeah, yeah. So like we've been doing, because Discord's live streaming is just like if you're on the Discord you can tune in. Yeah. That way you don't have to have it public. Um, and it's also, yeah, and that's worked really well. Because um, I'm sure some of the people we play with might not want to be streamed to whoever in the world shows up and participates in the audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's uh, Remote Play Together. I'd actually, I think, uh, I'm going to try and get more experience with it with other games just because uh, I've got, um, like my friend Damien is currently in Monaco. Uh, so it's like, can't play games together, but he introduced me to Stick Fighter. And it's like, actually, we can play Stick Fighter. Uh, poor Diane was stuck with mouse and keyboard stick fighter when I was just trying remote play together out. <laughs> and it, it's it's all I mean it was like I said it was uh, the latency lag even on a like, twitchy game like that mm. super great. Yeah. I mean it's also like it's hard to tell how you know skill and stick yeah. fighter, but like it, it it worked with her keyboard except she was using a keyboard, which was fundamentally the worst thing to do. Uh, but it's yeah. totally playable. I just you know, uh, yeah. So I'd like to play more with that because I think that's just that's actually valve putting value yeah absolutely yeah and for no reason like they could easily have been like you have to own it mm. yeah so nope. maybe maybe if we get time we can talk about streets of rage 4 next week uh you know maybe a little bit more in depth if you and lucy get a chance to um to, to hook up and or, play together or i just get games pass yeah all that um but like lucy you say you finished it i think i'm maybe a third two-fifths of the way through roughly i don't think i've hit the halfway point yet there's um, 12 stages in all okay i don't know what stage i'm on i'm fighting uh shiva whatever that stage is are you talking about have seven again <laughs> the martial arts the martial arts guy that um he sends out um like copies of himself um. sends out copies of himself which can hit you so they're sort oh, of like yes, purple yeah, yeah, copies, yeah. and then they can hit you. Is that guy called Shiva? No. Oh, that's 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 yeah. an old. Mm. There's an old school Streets of Rage. I mean, that's a very Streets of Rage thing because it used to be one of the Same bosses. Character. Same Is character. Always called Shiva. The guy with the claws. Uh, I don't remember. Does he have? Claws? He like. Yeah, he, but he would attack, and he he would sort of lunge, and then he like two more of him would come out, and they would do the lunging motion at the same time. Two more of mm. him definitely comes out, and mm -hmm. if it's the same move set. I yeah. Not, no, but, I just um, yeah. 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 I assume in the new one it, it would be a little more. Hey, we can actually have autonomous slash different yeah. things happening yes. with the clones. Yeah, yeah I'd say you're about... literally cloning the sprite and going. Bah, bah, bah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, say you're probably different. about a third yeah. of the way through then. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, how, how, how long how do you feel about, about it, Lucy? I really like it. I mean, I finished it, which is more than I can say for any brawler in probably the last 20 years. Like, <laughs> they, they are, like, you know, gameplay-wise, I enjoy them as much as the next person, but... Mm-hmm. They are just very like, oh, I'm just mashing the same button over and over again. I'm just mashing Y. Yeah. Or, well, I play them gamepad so X all the time just to do standard moves. This has definitely got more more to it than that. It, it, like, mm. in terms of the gameplay, it is more ranged. It is more, oh, you know, about down, you know um, crowd control and putting yourself in the right place at the screen, which, which the old games did, but... You're definitely given more moves. I played as Cherry Hunter for the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on subsequent playthroughs, um, you know, just knocks it down to easy mode, tried out the other fighters. I unlocked um, the Streets of Rage 1 characters. Um, oh, cool. And the... Yeah, could you... Carry on. Sorry, I just, could you yeah. talk more about, like, the unlocks and progression of yeah, the game? Yeah, uh, because, because... I know there are, like, character unlocks and stuff, but... Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, the trailers, all I've seen is trailers, and it's just like, these these are the guys we brought back, and you play a Streets of Rage game. Yeah, uh, and these old characters are old characters from the older games, and they're actually portrayed in their, like, 16-bit pixel art mm. style. What? Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and it works oh, really um... well. Like, you know, it's, it's got the... It's... It's amazing how they just incorporated these 16-bit sprites into this, you know, I really like the art style in this game, in this, you know, cartoon, you know, hand-drawn, really well-animated brawler. It looks really good. Yeah. And they just fit right in, like, you know, like, frame-wise and, like, input-wise. They just they just work really well. But um, in terms of unlocks, it's on a point-based system, so... The more times you play a game, the play play the game. The more times you play this stage, you know, the higher your score is. It's it's sort of got this like lifetime score. So yeah, it's like a cumulative score, yeah. isn't it, across like, every playthrough? Yeah. And, oh, cool. And like you unlock characters, say when you hit a million points overall, or mm. or ten thousand points, or whatever, twenty thousand points, thirty thousand points, you unlock Adam Hunter from the original game or whatever. So that's Adam cool Hunter. because it's like, oh, I don't have to, you know, like clear the whole story as um Axel. I can just right. replay stages, keep accumulating points and then unlock them. But mm. um yeah, my favourite character was Cherry because I you know um there's a few new characters. I think it's Floyd and Cherry in this game. Yeah. Um, who have, you know, different movesets to the likes of Axel and Blaze, who, whose mm. proportions in the new game. Let's... She's not anatomically correct, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> none no. of these characters are, but she definitely <laughs> isn't. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I like what they did with the new characters, because let's face it, like, Axel Stone is, he's like Ryu, he's just boring, he's just there, you know? Yeah, he's like he's... a rectangle with a head. <laughs> Yes. It's, it's, it's more like Ken, isn't he? Because he's blonde. Yeah, true. Okay. But blonde. basically yeah. the base character. And it's like, I like Cherry's moveset because she was quicker. She can do a dash. Um, Floyd can basically grab two characters and smash them, smash their heads together and stuff like that. So there is like, okay, we've got the old characters for nostalgia's sake. And, but, you know, I'd say the newer characters are more interesting um, in terms of their moveset. Mm, absolutely, yeah. and it, it, 
I, I, I played, I think, with Blaze first, the first couple of levels. Mm. And once I, the first time I uh, uh, lost all the lives and had to start that level again, I switched to Cherry, who I found to be a little bit quicker. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and again, she has that run rather than that kind of um, that dash or duke or whatever mm. sort of um, some of the other characters do. Um, I switched up from Cherry um, to uh, Adam after I'd unlocked mm-hmm. him. Um, played through with him for a little bit and they do all feel just that little bit different Um, you don't get stats or anything like that as you did with um, you know with these older games this is my strength is three of four bars my speed is two of four bars you know it doesn't give you that kind of information it just basically says here's four characters pick one well I mean that makes sense play with them and if you don't and if you don't like it choose choose another character and replay that stage Uh, that makes sense from a game design point of view because mm. they've got um they uh what am i trying to say oh because of this like progression is just play so it's not like you feel like trying a new character is losing things because you're still earning points yep. right yeah yeah and that, what, that's really smart yeah, what i really like about this game is like the assist system so it's like if you die in a stage um you obviously have to restart it from the beginning but you have these assists so uh you can basically have an extra life but your um, overall points tally is like halved or, mm. and stuff like that so you basically have these um, handicaps and it, it makes the game a lot more approachable for people who you know are not used to old school arcade games where it's like no I have to start the stage all over again you know on the same difficulty because right. I think there's like four different difficulties um, yeah Five, easy I think, normal actually. yeah like hard super hard or whatever yeah yeah i just played on the base normal difficulty and mm. that was fine for me except for there was yep. this one stage ben i don't think you've got to it but basically you you're slipping and sliding all over the place and that really annoyed me <laughs> so i was like okay. and it was quite a long stage and i was like the, the first half of this stage is absolute bull so i'm just gonna you know use an assist <laughs> it's like i'm barely getting over d's ranking anyway so my score getting cut in half, it doesn't really matter. Um, the highest I got was a B on, like, stage eight. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Yeah, and it's like, but again, I don't care. Having that, like, having that cumulative score mm-hmm. makes that kind of assist system feel, you know, worth it. You yeah. don't feel like you're really losing out by having a poor uh, score for that stage mm-hmm. because you can just move on through it go to the next one and then just go and replay the stages that you enjoy yeah um, yeah you know with with different characters build up your your score in different ways depending if you even want to bother with that and get kind of those those unlocks yeah i've uh, been I, i've been replaying stages after i finished it yeah. so yeah for sure so i mean that's a so testament it, and a half yeah yeah it's kept you engaged further than just running through it and putting it down so yes yeah. i think it, so, it comes back to that like whole moves that everything feels more fluid it doesn't feel as stiff as the older games um, mm. you are still like moving up and down on the like what's that the y axis or whatever it is um, so, yeah. so so it is like I think that was my biggest problem with the game sometimes you couldn't tell if you were going to connect a punch mm, on, my, on that true. axis I guess it's the yep. x axis because who cares but anyway the y-axis, x is this way yeah. and the y is this way 
I know that, but I'm trying to think. It's like latitude and longitude. It's like you're moving what, what? up and down. Yes, if you're moving down, up and down, it'd be the wire. But then you're, access. but then you're, you don't know if you're going to hit across. Oh, I see. So, yeah. Yes. Whatever. I think yeah, it's, but I think that's like meant to be like this. But you're meant to be like this. But mm. you're kind of just here. Yeah. And you punch, oh, and it kind of just misses yeah. them. Mm. Whereas you needed to sort of be like that, and you would sort of connect. Which is yeah, I think it's lining up on the y-axis. Yeah. This is always it, does, it does feel like you need to be quite precise with yeah. those parts. I mean, yeah. they've always kind of been like that. Yeah, it's, it's always games. been an issue I've had with the genre, but um, what I like about this... Well, the Russian Bre- like, leads also had that problem, right? Yeah, yeah. but in the, in this game, it's like you can like juggle enemies if you get a good enough combo, Yeah, which I really like. Like, in, you know, all, all, not just Streets of Rage, Final Fight, whatever. You'd hit an enemy and they'd you know, just disappear off stage, and you just you know, sat there tapping tapping your foot like Sonic, waiting for them to walk back onto the stage. And it's like, mm. you know, there's no combo system so much. It's like you can't juggle enemies. I mean, it's it's more difficult in this game than like a typical fighting game, but you're still able to do that. And then you know, if you get all of them in a row, you can get like a mass of them and juggle them and just you know, knock down their health and. There's other cool things like throwing, throwing like knives and crowbars and stuff like that, and it bounces off the enemies, and then you can catch it midair and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool! So that's really cool. And yeah, because yeah, the old games, as soon as you throw it, it's kind of gone. Yeah, and only like small things you could throw. There's a nice amount of nuance and little touches where yeah. it still feels like an old school brawler, but they have modernized it where it's more not more approachable, but more fun in my in my uh, opinion. Yeah, now, absolutely. My big question that I've been waiting for this for this game is um, I'm pretty sure Eddie's unlockable and have you unlocked him and played as him? Who? Uh, the skateboarder little brother oh, of Adam. Oh, uh, right. Um, Eddie, Eddie Hunter. Hunter. Skate Hunter. Yeah, um... My favorite character in Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> you should have just said uh, Rollerblades and I would have known. <laughs> yeah. I um, imagine I don't he know, can only be only... unlocked with the Streets of Rage 2 pack, right? Yeah, because oh. when you unlock characters, it, it's basically the Streets of 1 um, characters in a block. And then I imagine it's, um... I haven't got that far, so I don't know. I did see a kangaroo tending a bar, so... Yes, yeah. Uh, I knows? think he's in the Streets of Rage 3 grouping. It's his Streets of Rage 3... Like, I did a quick Google, and they, they listed him as Eddie Streets of Rage 3, so I, I guess he'd be oh. in that. It's been a while. He was in Street 2 and... Two, though. He was in 2... He introduced in 2 and was in 3. Right. Okay. It's so, I mean, if... Yeah. It's but been he was my favorite in... 30 years, so I can't remember any of this. He's like the old Kung Fu master. Shang Sun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is Shang Tsung. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I, I saw that Mortal Kombat game like good. story DLC, and I'm I want, I just saw a headline, and I'm very hyped for that. <laughs> if it's true, but um, yeah, which was I, at eleven. Yeah, which yeah. is very good, by the yeah. way. Story mode is fantastic. Anyway, um, uh, yes. What do you think of the soundtrack? <sighs> I like it. That's where I'm at. It's okay. I'm just trying to... 
I'm trying to get some of the track. Trying to remember some of the tracks. And I think that's the problem. It, it, you can't remember. It fits quite well, but they're not memorable. Agreed. Um, yes. So they they just kind of yeah they set the scene quite well. Um, it doesn't feel as maybe, gritty as Streets yes, of Rage. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't feel as gritty. Yes, that is exactly. It feels it. like this was made for your like nine year old kid brother or sister, whereas mm. you're the teenager playing those gritty, grimy Streets of Two or Streets of Rage Two soundtrack. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I think they've definitely um, uh, made it, um, or not made it. They've 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 absolutely put a focus on like the animations and the art style mm-hmm. and things like that, and how it kind of plays with um, you know with those animations, with that precision in kind of like the gameplay and stuff. Like the 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 art style is is very memorable. Um, okay, yes, I played it yesterday, so it's fresh in my mind. But now, if I'm thinking of Streets of Rage, I'm thinking of that comic book, that really heavy black lined, really well coloured art style of Streets of Rage Four, yeah. rather than thinking of the pixel art style, yeah. kind of gritty, grimy game that you know the games that came before it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I think this this art style will, um, you know, if they get the chance to make a Streets of Rage Five, I think this art style would kind of persist through. So- yeah, it's like it's it, cel shaded, right? Just to it is it is kind of the art style of that studio, though. Yeah, I know yeah they made, the Wonder uh, Boy, Wonder Boy yeah. didn't they? Which is very very similar in its art style to this. So it's definitely it, it suits kind of that studio's strengths, but it suits this game completely. I agree. I, I really, 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 really like the art style. That takes mm. a lot to like you know take away from not take away, but almost make me forget as you said then like about the pixel art you know yeah. that very heavy nostalgia drawn feeling that i have towards pixel art so like i didn't miss it at all in this game mm. yeah mm. so it's very pretty i mean the soundtrack it's as you say it's not memorable um which is a shame and cuz a lot of what streets of rage 2 for a lot of people is that soundtrack yeah absolutely but you know what? It's fine. It's serviceable. They got the you know original composer to do a few tracks on on Shoots of Rage Four. So it's like it's not like they didn't do what the community asked for. People. Yeah, yeah. So it just doesn't hit that much. But as you say, if there's a Streets of Rage Five, I think that's the area to improve in. Whereas everything else I, is pretty good. I wonder whether it's maybe that change of art style as well uh, has affected that. Mm mood for the music too yeah you, yeah you can have a certain kind of music which fits very well with a pixel art sort of style and if you're trying to emulate that but you have a different um a different art style you may adjust the music more to fit yeah fit with the, the art style yeah. and the mood the atmosphere that you're trying to portray and maybe that was a little bit of uh, detrimental to the to the music in this instance perhaps yeah perhaps. Uh, that they did try and push it a little bit more so it was a bit kind of more fluid it wasn't quite as grimy yeah um you know to fit with that really grungy pixel art aesthetic that streets of rage has Agreed. original yeah. games have so mm. because this does feel more light-hearted you know i mean the <laughs> the kids of mr x are what is it, Mr. and Miss Y or something? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Y twins, so... You know, it's goofy, and... Yeah, that does fit the art style, but 
Hey, there's still guys like charging at you with knives. Yeah, I really like that all of the this. sort of all of the original bad guys. Mm. You know, the, it's the ginger guy with his denim <laughs> fucking jacket on, with his cut off sleeves. It's the punks. Yeah. In their big jackets. Just that, people you um, want to punch. Slide in at you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't stand. Um, I've, I've really liked some of the bosses the as well. There's that guy in the motorcycle. Uh, yard, who's yeah. just this like mustachioed man? It's Freddie Mercury. It almost <laughs> is like a supercharged Freddie Mercury. Oh, and as soon as he sort of took his jacket off, I'm like, I I want to punch you yeah. in the face yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, but I like the boss variations. Um, mm. and it is like one of those it, it like old classic games where it's like, oh, I need to learn the move set. I'm not going to be this person on the first time, but I learn the move set and then. The next time I, I jump into the stage, I know what to do. I know when they're going to go aggro. I know when they're going to, you know, charge. I know when they're going to throw and stuff like that. So yeah, it's got that nice learning curve to it, and there's a nice variety to the stages as well, which I like, both in terms of art style, setting, and you know, just the other random things that you have to do, like when you're on top of a train and you have to like jump every now and then. Ooh. Oh, did sorry, I thought you'd. Ooh, I, no, thought that's that was a, good. I thought that was an early oh, stage. Sorry, I didn't no, want to spoil that, that for you. Yet. But yeah, oops. sorry. Oops. The one, the so the the Shiva stage is the one where you fight through a little bit, and then you get to um, a set of rooms, and you move into a room, and then like twenty twenty five of that ginger denim jacket yeah. guy okay. charge at you, yeah. and you move into the next room, and then the same number of yeah. the shirtless guy with shades and his pants around mm -hmm. his bum you know coming <laughs> at you sort of thing so yeah. uh that's kind of where i'm sat at the moment but it's just okay. shiva just seems i just just cannot quite get past where it rep he replicates himself um, and essentially just like fills <laughs> the screen and i just got to get out of the way i think it, it, one of those things is um that, that streets of rage wants you to be aggressive it's got that combo system in there it wants you to keep fighting but mm -hmm. actually you've got to be a bit more thoughtful and strategic oh, during yeah, the boss battles yeah. know when to make your hits you cannot just take through that aggressive stance that you've had through <sighs> most of the stage um, which is good it gives you a little bit of a breather but it's it's getting into that mode of being yeah bam 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 bam, bam. oh no wait hang on I need to now think about this yeah. step back a little bit let them do their charge attack or a little area of effect attack or something get out of the way mm -hmm. and then go back in pick my punches pick yeah. my timing correctly on this so. I think I'm just playing it. I was always in that mindset. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe it's because I haven't played Brawler for a while. But like, once you, I died on one default. stage, I knew like, yeah, I need, I need. Everything is more considered, more thought out, definitely yeah. than just going in and mashing the Y button. So, which yeah. I, which I like because that's a, a big criticism that a criticism that I have of Brawlers. It's like it's doing the same thing here, you know. Mm. Yeah, but this is a lot like about crowd control and being in the right place and like when you enter another you know um screen it's like okay i know where this guy's gonna be i know where this guy's doing that annoying free kick into my face um <laughs> triple kick into my face i know where this guy's gonna be i know where this i know where to position myself as soon as i get onto this stage and mm. I, I like that it's more considered and more more tactical so and nice. and it has that bloodborne thing where it's like oh if if i do a special move using uh the y or i guess it's what yeah triangle button, yeah or triangle um mm. then 
it takes on my health, but I can regain it back by hitting the enemy. Um, yep. I never do right. that because it's like, oh, sometimes it's like I don't know if I'm on the right axis to hit them, and if you know, <laughs> someone just comes off screen charging at me for knife, I'm gonna lose all that health. So, yeah, uh, I tended not to use the special moves, but mm. apart from the big special there's, moves, I didn't take out. That's cool. There's Why definitely be? more to <laughs> talk about. Um, but mm. maybe once you've had a bit of a play out, we can we can return to it to get your thoughts on it and kind of. Um, oh, you've done a quite a deep dive, almost review of it, I think, so yeah. far. But yeah. you know, maybe we can get into it a little yeah. bit more on a, on a on a future episode once you've had a chance to be. Yeah, able maybe once I've had a crack and wonder one or either of us have gone to the end to have like two people with closing thoughts. Yeah, it's honestly more than I'd ever thought of thinking of thinking or talking about a brawler. So. It's done. Right? It's, I mean, it's it's done well. It's done yeah. well in my books. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely good. Yeah, good. So should we uh, should we move on? Yeah. I think first. How's everyone doing for a beer? I finished mine. Surprising. Good. Let's mm. open another beer because <laughs> <laughs> mine just flew back. I am. I did too. Uh, what what can you do, right? Yeah. I know. Absolutely. It might have been a bit unfair to mine beginning, but you know I did, did finish it fairly quickly. So. Mm. I mean, it's a three thirty mil can, isn't it? It is, but did, you know, yeah. something that's like very sweet and yes, it, it's still a really good beer. So, if I didn't get that across before, there it is. Good. What have you got next, Lucy? Um, I have a beer from Attic, who recently Ooh, nice. started canning. Probably, what, maybe what, like three weeks ago or something like that. It was very recently. Mm. Um, and it's this mess that we all find ourselves in. But um, I got a 12-pack of a beer they did with, in collaboration with the Brom Beer Babs, who are a group of women who, you know, hold meets, hold session, pub sessions, you know, brewery tours and, and runs nice. um, uh, across... Birmingham, encouraging women to get into drinking, which I have no problem with. <laughs> Hang on, no way. Prob- encouraging women to get into beer, maybe not yes. drinking. <laughs> hey, I'm sure. I'm sure any drink is on the table. To be honest, <laughs> come on. Um, and this is called Forward, and it's a tropical IPA. It's five point eight percent. So a nice picture of picture of them all on the can. Nice. Uh, hops, Idaho 7, Mosaic, Citra, and El Dorado. Yeast is WLP644. Uh, Brussels, and, uh, oh, whatever. It's it's free Brussels yeast. Uh, unfined, because hazy is fine. It is indeed. A collaboration between Attic Bruca and Brom Beer Babs for International Women's Day 2020. Using the motto of Birmingham, it's a tribute to the beer uh, to the beer world moving forward with its inclusivity. Our city's brewing scene expanding, and to the women who make up the Babs, a tropical IPA with a funky twist, brewed to be enjoyed for everyone. Nice. And that's it. It's a four forty mil can. Yeah, I can't wait to visit their tap room again when it comes back. Mm. Mm, we did happens. go there when we were up last time. We did. We? we did. We yeah. did. Yeah. I do remember it was on the edge. Of, we went inside. It was sunny. We came out. It was dark. I think that's what I remember. <laughs> hey, you remember things? Yeah, we were there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam, what are you drinking? 
Uh, I've got um, from the White Hag uh, Brewing Company, which is in Ireland. Ireland, yeah, Ballymo Sligo Ballymo Company. Wow, this is hard to. Yeah, it's in Ireland. Five point five percent. Morgan, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's just the the commas in the company versus spot. Uh, Ballymore. Very confusing. It's not. It's it's Ballymoat. But it says Ballymote Co. Sligo, comma, Ireland. Dublin. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's in Ireland. Uh, 5.5%. Uh, it is the Dark Druid uh, Salted Caramel Pastry Stout. Did you say 75 or 11.5%? Lucy? Or did I get that completely wrong? At all? Oh, I said 5.5. Oh, 5.5. Okay, I heard 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is a uh, yeah. So this is the salted caramel pastry stout. Don't know what to expect. Uh, whimsically, uh, on the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, the dark druid would cut the mistletoe that grew on the oak tree and gave it a, and give it as a blessing. Oaks were seen as sacred, and the winter fruit of the mis- mistletoe was a symbol of life in the dark winter months. We present to you our handcrafted winter lifeline, where sweet, decadent, and luxurious. Meets Atlantic sea salt infused rich caramel, also known as dessert in a can. So it's an older can, but you know, I figured, the hell is a pastry stout, basically. <laughs> I've not um, had one. They've been around yeah. for a little bit, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. Mm, they just taste like pastries. Mm, I don't no. know. I've definitely um, had one. I don't know what the meaning of the moniker is, but there you go. So I know, Adol, you have had this recently. I'm drinking uh, from Arbor Tiny the Welder. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Which is a double IPA, 8.5%. Um, it is brewed with a Qanot, Simcoe, and Summit hops by the bucket load. That is all of the information we get on here it's best before is in november um i don't believe there's a canned on date on there no um faraba and i'm disappointed it comes in a 440 mil can rather than arba's standard on, Arba. cans which is a bit of a shame yeah, uh, it's because it's 8.5 percent i think yeah no yeah. I, I won't have it that is i agree i was disappointed but <laughs> because i bought it yesterday uh as a friend came by for um uh, distanced hangouts on the stoop and uh, um, I can't remember now the red ale I bought her a pint of the red ale and I bought myself the the, the smaller uh, 8.5% um, <laughs> tiny the welder uh, which is probably the same amount of alcohol content but it's like no I don't care about alcohol content I care about amount of beer and this is so good <laughs> um, but um- yeah as a, I wanted to say, whilst having this, um, that it should have been coming up on this bank holiday weekend, um, East Bristol Brewery Trout. Yeah. So it, I, I substituted this beer in for another one I was going to drink, um, just because I felt like drinking a bit of Bristol um, yeah, tonight. Yeah, uh, Missing out, obviously, because that isn't going to be going ahead. Something that we've done um, uh, a few years in a row now. Um Hopefully yep. it will be pushed to the August bank holiday when they always have another one. So who knows? Maybe we'll be allowed outside our houses then and people will be allowed to gather in places to drink together again. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I've never had um, 
Pliny what I Elder? always used to call Pliny the Elder, but <laughs> from what I've heard other people saying, Pliny. it's it's Pliny, mm. and that makes I sense with this that. being called Tiny, Tiny. the Welder. Yeah. So I've never Pliny had it either. I've never mm. had it either. Very popular beer, but no. Yeah. Never had it. Is it Russian Russian River, isn't it? Pliny. One of them. <laughs> I, yeah. I take you. I got nothing, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never had it. But yeah, it's very much one of those. A lot of people attribute that to being like one of the beers that got them into drinking. Well, especially mm. if you're over the pond, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, drinking craft. Always one of those beers that kind of sat above mm-hmm. everything else as well, doesn't it? Just for that level of quality yeah. that they, they have on that beer. Uh, and it's very much that kind of original small batch release stand around in a queue waiting to be able to pick up one of yeah. 500 mm. bottles that they've made sort of thing so. mm. right Lucy we'll come mm. back to you yep how's your beer mine's it's like tropical juice I mean it is a tropical IPA so mm. there you mm. are uh, pulled a fairly small white head probably half a finger um, it's quite I mean it's I wouldn't say it's opaque, but it, it's quite uh, cloudy. Yeah, can't really yeah. see through. It's, it's it's a light straw color, and it smells like tropical fruit juice as well. So, it smells like Rubicon. Oh, <laughs> Rubicon mango. I was gonna say which Rubicon. That Rubicon mango is the only one I've had. Maybe I've had guava. Oh, the the lychee is really good. Okay. <laughs> They're very sweet, but um yeah, this definitely smells like that sweetness, very very tropical fruity, so it smells great. This is one where you put the can down, you come back after, you know, 7 hours and it still smells great. Nice. It'll be I did have the other day where I had some cans um sat here from last week. Uh and I came in the room the next day and you still got a waft. It was the big mm. eagle actually. From Brew York, you still got a waft of that beer from the can the next mm-hmm. day. Taste wise, you're definitely getting those tropical fruits as well. One thing I think Attic does probably better than most of the breweries in Birmingham is definitely getting that fruit across. Like if mm. they say, oh, you're going to taste peaches in this or something, you're going to taste peaches. A lot, of their, yeah. a lot of their beers are so fruit forward. I mean, I don't really recall them doing many stouts you know before in the before time before when we could leave our houses <laughs> but yeah a lot of their beers were like you know ipas but they all tasted distinct enough um and yeah this is this is another great beer from them it's very sweet though um you are getting like just like the beer before you are getting this like kind of mouth coating sweetness at the end that you can definitely feel on like your teeth and on your tongue, which I'm not a massive fan of. But in terms of it, does get a lot of that fruit across. It's got a little bit of pininess, a little bit of bitterness, balancing everything out. But yeah, it's a really solid beer. Like this is perfect for being outside. You know, it's 5.8 percent, which is probably at the top range of session. But you could definitely yeah. knock back a few of these. You know, in the right t- temperature and right nice. uh, weather, but yeah, I mean, not really much more to say. I mean, if you've ever had attic beers, I mean, you, 
this is you can tell it's made from attic you know <laughs> I don't know how maybe I'm just used to drinking their beers but it's it's just familiar in that sense but mm. yeah it, the quality of their beers are just so good and that quality hasn't dropped since their canning or anything like that they've just moved you know continued that quality and it's just translated so well so yeah that's a It'd great be thing interesting yeah. interesting to see how they then adapt when it kind of everything goes back to normal and they um you know a portion part of what they can make to can part mm. of what they can make to cask and, or keg and how they move forward because currently they have to can they got no choice really yeah. um, unless they do sort of mini kegs or something um, else like that but i'm not sure if they do but i know others yeah. are mm, but yeah. Yeah, so it, like everyone seems to have adapted quite well. Yeah. Um, interesting to see Burning how Soul. that then changes, you know, going forward again. Yeah, them and Burning Soul both started canning recently, so yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's one of those cases where it's like, yes, we, we literally have to do this now because of the whole climate of the world. But I mean, it's great to see, and I hope they start being able maybe later you know not maybe not too far in the distant future like start distributing beyond birmingham even beyond yeah. south birmingham at this point so mm. but yeah this is a really nice very light easy drinking ipa yeah Tro- is there a tropical ipa they've, they've they've done it nice yeah. nice um adam will come to you how's the pastry stamp um, it smells caramelly, um, mm. and vanilla-y. There's a bit of vanilla in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. It smells actually a little boozier than you would expect for a 5.5%, but I think that might just be the vanilla, uh, and, and, the, and the beer sort of interacting. Yeah. That sort of alcohol uh, smell that you get sometimes with, um, vanilla extract. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's an eye-opener of a beer. Um, <laughs> I, I... <laughs> Go back in. Enjoy. Um, this is good. It's hard to describe. Um, it starts kind of sweet, but you, um, it's quite thin and light, though, in the mouthfeel. Um, and then it fades to a really good coffee-ish, stouty taste. And in, in between the main taste and the finish is where you really get fe- taste that saltedness and the salted caramel. Mm. Mm. So it's originally just, an, oh, this, this is kind of sweet. Not overbearing, but it's like, oh, this is sweet. Um, and there's a sort of a lot going on and I'm not sure what's going on. And as some of the things fade away, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, this is salted caramel. And then I was like, oh, this has got a nice, good solid stouty backbone um i think part of that initial hit is let me actually just check um ah yes okay so this explains a lot so there is vanilla essence in here Mm. uh and there's lactose which explains sort of the the sweeter and like kind of confused start but again it, it i would say the initial taste after a few sips you get used to it but is just like almost too many things going on but now that i'm used to it i'm i'm now that it's sort of uh coated my tongue and everything uh, now i'm going moving to that salted caramel 
much quicker and I'm not having that confused start. Uh, it's still quite thin and light. Like maybe that's what the pastry is supposed to say versus bready. Like I think it's actually mm. the pastry is cueing lightness rather than pastry. I was kind of yeah. expecting, I don't know. But like when you think of like a fluffy croissant versus a loaf of bread, this is mm. kind of the stout version. It's still quite light. It's very, very, it's thin. It's non-viscous. It, it doesn't linger that long uh, as far as texture. Um, and it, um, there's a little bit of that sweetness that lingers along with that coffee. So actually now that um, I've let it sit because I've been rambling, um, the, the coffee sort of good hearty roasted malts taste is gone and i still have a bit of sweetness left over it's just it was lighter than the maltiness and mm. so which i'm I'm assuming is a large part of the of the the lactose and sugar being in it um mm. and yeah so that i like the vanilla taste that's in or the vanilla note that's in this um the nose is still there but it fades pretty quickly and then it's got a really like like i said a really nice salted caramel to toffee to just sweet sort of end of the taste curve. So I'd actually say after you sip it, like there's a couple seconds of, eh, and it's like, oh, okay, there's some things going on. I really like them. Um, mm. uh, and like that, eh, this has lessened now that I'm used to the taste, but it's still kind mm. of there. It's still kind of a confused start, uh, or rather a, not confused, but just like really, there's just muddles. There's like the things that are going on, there's one too many of them and they're not, working well together but then as they start to fade you get to see the layers of of the brew yeah it's it's good yeah it, awesome. and also because it's thin and light like a pastry apparently um even though it's a uh, it's a 5.5 but it is a stout it has heavier flavors so I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to knock this back quite quite quickly as well yeah that's fair. Again, another smaller beer is about three thirty mil can. Yeah, it's a it's a proper standard can, so mm. not gonna yeah. last. Perfect for on the go. Even though we can't. <laughs> yeah, I was go about to say where we go. I think you mean on the stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an on the stay beer. Um, good. Um, Arbor, tiny the welder. It's darker than I, I thought. I, it I remember it having a much bigger nose than it does. It's got a very very light nose. It's edging on kind of bronzy almost a little bit sort of towards a, a slightly brown almost reddish sort of tint yeah. to it um it did have a little bit more head when i originally poured it which uh, which dissipated quite quickly um but the nose is super light a yeah. little bit of fruit in there not a huge amount some some slight sweetness on there as well and i mean i've already tasted it so i'm getting a little bit more from that that taste already but It's got a lot of different odd sort of flavours going on. It's hard to pick out exactly what it is. It's got this kind of maltiness. Mm. Really like, it just hidden almost mm. in the background, which kind of runs through. But then there's this slightly off sweetness to it that kind of edges on licorice, but doesn't fully commit to kind of licorice really yeah um doesn't come through with a huge amount of sort of fruitier flavors but if they do they are slightly more um again like the previous way they're slightly more stewed yeah in how they're sort of delivered even though there is that that level of just sweetness kind of 
slightly above everything else, and it's. Hmm. I don't know what you how you found it, Adelwood. It's almost. Um, I don't know. It's almost like a. It's almost like I've dipped some licorice in some sherbet or something like that. Something that 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 kind of is a really uh, strange mix of flavors. It works mm. quite nicely. I, I I find myself drawn to it, and I quite like this very odd mix of flavors. What yeah, style is but it, it is very odd. What style is it? It's just it's a dipper. It's a double IPA. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, I, I I will say that I I'm not sure I quite cottoned on to the house. A strong licoricey taste. Mm. I was also distracted by having a visitor on my stoop, uh, a good friend who I hadn't, who was in person, not on a video call. You sat there like, let uh, me tell you about this beer. Give me one moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I did notice this weird meld of flavors. I was like, mm. this, like, the, like I, 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 to the point where it's like, oh, I wish we weren't social distancing because, like. You should taste this because it's not a. It's not what I expected as far as a double IPA, yeah. uh, because there's this weird note going through, which is again, I, I I will echo you, Ben, that it was really tasty, but it was like, what? But I didn't mm. sort of sit and endeavor to f- try and um, figure it out. Uh, I get what you're saying now that I think back to it that it was something anisey, some sort of that yeah, family of exactly of that's what taste. i just thought it's a little yeah. bit more sort of cherry perhaps a little bit more aniseed uh yeah um, sort of rather than licorice perhaps yeah um but it, it, it works really well with the rest mm. of, the, of, of the the beer i i i found it really easy to drink but not something i needed to drink quickly yeah um so even though it was a shorter can uh basically paced at the same friend at uh, same time as uh, francesca did her pint yeah and like uh, i drank quicker than her normally in general so um, <laughs> yeah it was like okay uh yeah this was kind of nice to savor and and like the the taste kind of lingers for just enough it time does. that you don't need to like especially if you're like wait what was that you can still kind of because it lingers long enough you can kind of ruminate definitely or just enjoy yeah. it, as I did, yeah. Um, as, and as we were saying, kind of at the at the top of the show, um, this is one that Arbor kind of put out every now and then. I don't think it's a yearly beer. Um, I mean, it might be, but I I've definitely had it, but I don't think it was last year. I think it was maybe a year before, or even the year before that. Um, I don't know whether we've had it on the show before. Um, we probably have. One of us probably has. But um, it's it's you know that idea that uh, okay they might have a recipe but they may have changed various quantities of things you know this is yeah. this is craft beer isn't it things change recipes changed different amounts get put in um, flavor profiles do adapt and change um, with the times and just with what brewers kind of want to put in so as we were saying even with having a list of beers that you would like to try. You, you might see everybody drinking this one beer and read descriptions of it and think, wow, that sounds brilliant. That's really good. The next time they brew it might be, you know, different. So, yeah. True that. However, every game is always going to be the same as it is, unless it's patched, Yeah, I, I was about to say. <laughs> Games get patched. It's not quite if you're the same playing, thing, If you're but... getting your No Man's Sky disc out, no. <laughs> ah, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's disc. very true. No Man's Sky... 
the three days I had it early mm. um, before like day one patch was very different to even the day one patch. I remember. Let alone yeah. how different it is two or three years on now. It's like four years I, um, at this point. I bought that early on PC, and that was in my Madman days in the old, old place where I figured out how to make a my um, GTX 1080 work on my Mac through... Uh, Thunderbolt. Wizardry. I thought he was going to say wizardry. Uh, yeah, it was basically wizardry. It was just like, I'm bored. I need to figure out how to play games on the shitty Mac. Oh, apparently, with the right weird fucking expansion card, you can use the display port, the Thunderbolt, as just data run for a PCI slot. And it was like, ah, wow. No Man's Sky plays great. I'm brilliant. You're a yeah. wizard. But like, Harry. but. <laughs> But in order to make it work, you need to have a graphics card plugged into this bizarre expansion card, which needs to be powered by an actual PC power supply. So you have this, like, set of random PC parts on your desk, and then you have one tiny cable going into the laptop. We've all done uh, strange and wonderful things to make it work. Like, these uh, I think I got more enjoyment of with. figuring that out. Than actually playing the game. Though. I think it, yeah. yeah, I think it's like oh, like when I had to figure out how to play Call of Duty on a Xbox, which didn't have like the wireless or something like that, and it was like changing the subnet mask like every single time, like having to log oh, on. Oh Yeah, it was it was a whole thing, and it was like every networking's the worst. Yeah, having and, used and, to work in networking, boy, is it the worst. And because. I was living in like a shared house and like people were tampering with the internet all the time. Anyway. Yeah. The, the lengths we go to basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Let's move on. I assume that neither of you have taken those lengths to play any any games that you have been playing recently. Lucy, we'll come to you. What have you been up to? Apart from Streets of Rage 4, what else have you been playing? Um, you I'll briefly talk about finishing Cloudpunk because I did that. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I've started it. Mm. Another game I'm jealous of. But How maybe far not into it are it. you, Ben? Because I'm just oh, thinking. Not long. Yeah. Not long. I'm in. Thinking... I played maybe an hour. Yeah. If that. So uh... I've chatted to the dog. I've delivered <laughs> yeah. another AI who was in a box. Yeah. I think I'm about. Oh no! I've just gone into a club. That's where I stopped okay, it. Yeah. Gone into I a club. Yeah. So you are very early on because that mm. game does go on for probably you know twice as long as it should um i remember mm -hmm. i remember you saying ben it's like um in terms of when i was speaking last week about the story where do i think it's going and stuff like that you did mm. say do you think it's going to wear out its welcome overall i do think it did narratively wise okay. i still enjoyed like driving around the city and in like the back half of the game you do go to you know different parts of that and of that city and the neighbor different neighborhoods and stuff like that which have a you know different narrative tone different style to them but in terms of the narrative i still don't think there is a through line i don't think there's a right. you know a plot to it um mm. there is in in essence but it's like all these other little plots they don't really connect well to the main plot and it does feel like the main plot is just like dumped on you in like three different 
missions interspersed between all the other stuff and it's like it's a shame yeah and at the end of it it's like i really didn't care too much for the for the main plot um and it's like the the secondary plots were i think more interesting because they were more self-contained they were very much you know drawing on caricatures of like you know uh neo-noir and you know cyberpunk thriller like tropes mm. but they were you know more interesting because they were just like little snippets it wasn't like okay we're sure. gonna draw this on for too long but yeah the overall plot it's like I, I wasn't too fond of it but as i say i still enjoyed driving around that city it was a point where it was like i'm just gonna chill back and just drive it's yeah, like, yeah 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 it's, it, that's a shame because I I think currently still mm-hmm. being within the first sort of maybe hour perhaps yeah um, I'm still kind of in awe of its scale it, yeah it, for sure I, I, it, yes I, like you drive between these kind of small populated areas where you can get out and walk around but actually it's massive mm-hmm. um, moving between you know the different areas and things I, I'm sort of when I when I first opened up the map I'm like okay cool uh, I'll be just popping around this small bit and it's like mm-hmm. no there's all of this and then there's all of this and there's all of this and it looks fantastic like the the, the way it kind of tonally looks and the atmosphere that it mm-hmm. gets and I, I didn't maybe pick up on kind of what you were saying last week but it, it in a way it kind of almost frames a few shots as well so as you're walking around on the ground the way that it changes its perspective or that it swings the camera yeah. around it's like a fixed camera angle like resident yeah. evil yeah but suddenly it will swing the camera around you're running along this way you'll hear sirens and these police cars will just mm. fly kind of over your police hover cars will fly over your head yeah and you're like is that is that a set piece yeah is it that, is yeah as soon as i hit this point did <laughs> that then happen like and i just thought but that's really you know that's brilliant yeah, it really helps in the immersion. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, I I love those parts. It's like, or or you, as you say, the camera swings round and it's like, oh, you see this falling building, because mm. the world's gone to hell and it's like there's just buildings yeah, fall over. Like, yeah, because it's a dystopia. Nobody's doing anything about it. It's just yeah, you know. So so yeah, it does have those. It, it's just like it's not like a massive set piece in like oh. Uncharted, I'm climbing, climbing up this clock tower, and then this happens, and everything. It doesn't. It, doesn't the camera doesn't cut to it. Yeah, it just happens it in just, the background, and it feels, yeah. as you say, it feels really natural. You don't know if it is a set piece or mm. it is. It is tailored so it does do that, but it does it in such a good, convincing way. Yeah, and it doesn't get old, even when you've seen it for like the third or fourth time. It's still because, as you say, the scale and and the look of it and the whole style of it. It's just. It works really well, and I I still think that yes, the the whole the, the the atmospherics and the look of it that's what carries the game for me because mm. as I say, I wasn't too enamoured with the storyline and stuff like that, and the voice acting it it really did great on me towards the end. You know, mm. as I say, like the, you know the main voice actress she can be like you know completely flat and then just deliver this one line like so convincingly it's like all over the place and mm. it, it, it for me like the, most of the you know sub characters and stuff like that i don't have the best voice acting um it it's disappointing in that sense i wish it so many indie games have just like no we don't have any voice acting we don't have the budget 
for this one I wish it was like sort of that way where it's like it's just text it's like you you read this and you know you 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 can intonate it yourself yeah in your head because there are some like real there are some characters and this world is meant to be like oh you know it's such a cliche with some of these characters and caricatures and stuff like that and some of the voice acting for those it's just like oh I'm a you know internet celebrity and and it leans into that but then you it just goes over the point where it's like oh this is no longer satire this is just like yeah really like nails on chalkboard kind of thing absolutely you mentioned this last <laughs> week and I got to a point where I chatted to two robots who were part of a gang. Ugh. And I'm like, fucking hell, this, this voice acting is like straight out of Futurama. <laughs> it doesn't fit this, this tone, like the tone. Yeah. of the city at all, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is what Lucy was talking mm. about. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, It's a shame. So, so as, as bad as it sounds to say, like, I think there's an option to turn off the voice acting. Don't, maybe not have the VA and just read it. Because mm. it, you know, it, it might go tonally better with the overall game, but yeah, and I find myself again <laughs> having played a lot of um, games of this kind of um, scale where I'm reading the text a lot quicker than their voice acting yeah. uh, brings it across. So I'm skipping quite a lot anyway. And the thing is, is it. that when you're in the car, you can't skip the dialogue. When you're on yeah. foot, you you sometimes can, but that's weird. In the car, you can't. Yeah, sometimes it you. I get it gameplay wise, because, but, yeah, it's it, it's a bit of a bummer in that sense. Um, but yeah, I, it's still one of the best looking games I've played this year. I took a yeah, lot of screenshots; absolutely. they're on my screensaver now. So, as I say, I think the atmosphere it's, it's like what I imagine stuff like, uh, you know, like like early old like games that are like a cyberpunk based, you know, like. I don't know, like the Blade Runner point-and-click game, or mm. or like Beneath a Steel Sky. What what they could have looked like in a three D. Yeah. If they were right. interpreted in three D, or, or something like another world, or something like that. So it doesn't nail that cyberpunk kind of feel feel and atmosphere, but yeah, th- there are other points in the game where it's like. Mm. I'm not saying cut corners, but maybe they did just put a lot of budget and time into the into the look and feel of it. And absolutely, you yeah. know, I can't blame them for that. But because it's it interesting is to see when they started developing this as well, mm. um, because it seems like a lot of work has gone into the aesthetic yeah. and uh, and that that you know the the building of the world as well. So. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's my closing thoughts on Cloudpunk. I do I do recommend it just for just purely based on aesthetics you know yeah um but speaking of not so great voice acting i played the game with very good voice acting which was made even more clear after playing cloudpunk that this game had really competent and good voice acting um played a game called the flower collectors Ooh. (gasps) Ooh. I, wish I don't know of this. It. I wish listed that. I don't yeah. know this one. No, it came out like two weeks ago, and I hadn't really heard of it until it literally came out. And um, it's from I wrote it down, Me Poo Me Games, who are a Vienna-based studio, and I knew I had heard their 
name before, um, because they actually made a game called The Lion Song uh, previously, oh. which is a... I played that. Did you? Yeah, only the first, first two e- episodes, okay. I think. <laughs> it's it's a very slow, contemplative, meditative, yes. like 2D point-and-click point adventure. Very tonal in its sort of almost two-tone aesthetic yeah, as well, isn't it? Like yeah, like tan-coloured. But um, mm. yeah, it's 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 very it's a very heady game where it's about artists in pre-World War One Vienna, and I had only played the first two episodes as well then, and actually mm. um, it, playing the Flower Collectors actually prompted me to finish the Lion Song, and I really have a mm. good appreciation nice. for the Lion Song there. Um, it's, it, it, but yeah, go play the Lion Song. It's very good. Um, uh, is it free as well? The Lion Song. I know, uh, I think episode episode, episode one is free. Yeah, yeah, and I really enjoyed the first episode. The second episode, I wasn't so hot on. Yes, um, I think that's why I stopped. Yeah, because the first one was really good, and the second one was kind of like, yeah, that's alright. Yeah, because the first one's about a. Uh, is she a violinist or yes. a musician who's trying yes, to write music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's in a abandoned cabin and she needs inspiration. She picks up this phone line and it's like she speaks to this other person on the end. You never see this person, but you know you get to know their personality and stuff like that. And she give they give her inspiration to write this you know new song. Second episode is that the one is where about, she goes to the hut? Yeah, and she's isolated. Yeah. Was that the second episode? That's the That's first, the first episode. episode. The second right. episode is about a artist who's struggling to find his muse, his subject, the next subject to yes. draw. And that one seemed very slow and plodding to me. The first one's very quick and to the point, whereas the second mm-hmm. one opens up this like kind of very small hub of Vienna for you to explore. And it's not one I exactly gelled with, but when you play the third episode and the fourth episode like kind of ties everything together, and I won't spoil okay. it, but it gives context to nice. like all other three episodes and stuff like that and each episode intertwines with one another and it's like there's callbacks to characters and and Mm. stuff like that so i I, yeah finishing it i am really glad that i did because yeah it's a really it's a really good good game i think you do have to be in that kind of mood where it's like oh i'm gonna do a lot of reading gonna have to do a lot of you know thought being this very highbrow kind of attitude because it is about arts and the sciences of yeah. you know and stuff like that and how what it means to be an artist and getting creativity but yeah the third episode is about like the social struggle of a woman who wants to become a mathematician and it's like you're mm. a woman you can't do that and it's like that whole struggle with that so mm. I think it yeah episode three is probably it, it it goes back up to the standard of episode one if you enjoyed that, but um, nice. yeah, that's the lion song, which was yeah. So the... it's <laughs> carry on, Adil. Uh, it's uh, the season pass is seven ninety nine on Steam. Yeah, and then each episode is three ninety nine, and um, it's on iOS, which is where I finished it. Oh, so it? yeah, I imagine uh, it'd be but... a bit cheaper there. Yeah, but it's it's also available on Mac OS, but only if you haven't upgraded to Catalina because it's clearly a 32-bit application. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I will stop talking about that. Yeah. Boy, is, is, people are probably sick of me whinging about that stupid thing. No, <laughs> y- you should whinge because it's a very stupid thing. But um, yeah. Anyway, 
the Flower Collectors, which is a complete departure from the line song in terms of style and genre. Like, uh, the line song is a 2D point and click game, whereas uh, the Flower Collectors is 3D and it's a kind of murder mystery. It's very inspired by Rear Window. Um, the, the most context I have for the, uh, Rear Window is The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> the, the movie? Yeah. Right. Rear Window, a Hitchcock film. I've never seen it myself. Yeah, fucking fantastic I've, se- I've seen Bart Into Darkness. Um, Simpsons ah, yes. episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my I mean, reference for it. Yeah, I, I, you're not it wrong. Has, I do have uh, it's on my iPad uh, a a a stream for Rear Window. I I do this has prompted me to watch the classics. So there's that. But Bart into Darkness. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, people who I'm sure people who know you know know what Rear Window is. Um, if not, Google it. Um, but it's very inspired by that. You play as a grizzled ex-cop who has been retired from the force because they had an accident which um, rendered them disabled. They're now in a wheelchair um, and it is he sees a murder from across the street and the whole game centres around that murder history, who done it. Um, whereas that rear window is set in, is it New York in the 50s? Yeah, something like that. I can't yeah. remember what city. But yeah, ba- basically dense populated city but yeah. this, similar this, idea. Yeah. This is set in... 1977 Barcelona. So it's got a different look and feel to to it than obviously 1950s New York. And this is um, for people who don't know. It's just before the fall of, or is it after the fall of Franco? It's it's a very it's nationalist. After, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very think just out. It's set in 1977, so I think it's just before things started to take a turn into more democratic. Uh, running of the country this is very much they're still in that kind of nationalist uh fascist um regime and mm. it's so it has that you know background to it but it, it's not overly political there is you know political tones to it and that that does center around um quite a few of the things but it, it's not it's not overt that does give it okay. given it gives it a nice you know foundation to the story but it's not, you know, you're not. It's not like um, 1979, the revolution, where it is just like, this is what happened. This is we are focusing all in on the on politics. the revolution. Yeah. yeah, this is this is just very much this is the the, the flavor, the tone to it. Um, but it is still this who done it murder mystery, um, which does feed. I, hmm. I, I don't think you'd mentioned kind of the main you know it's set in barcelona it it's is. in the 70s 1977 <laughs> but there's a big kind of change to that no, and that's what actually made me wish list it no you're telling me everyone in spain's not an animal person <laughs> 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 yeah this game has uh animal people um everyone's an animal the the the, the ex cop you're playing as is like <laughs> i think a bear or a dog i think he's a bear um, but <laughs> you don't. You, it's it's played from a first person point of view, so you don't actually see your character. Mm. But um, yeah, I I think it works. It's it's like okay. It, 
the style is, I mean, it's just oozing with style. It's very simple in terms of like its 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 assets and the look to it, but it's got a nice, it's got a really nice look to it, and it it captures captures. I mean, then if anyone's been to like Barcelona, any part of like Catalonia or anything like that, mm. but it's, it it captures that style really well. It, it's set nice. on like this. Yeah, you're you're on a porch. You're on a balcony because it's rear window inspired, but you only mm-hmm. see like this the corner of this like plaza um you've seen like a cafe and a church and a cabaret bar and a repair shop and that's literally it that's all you see other other than the inside of your apartment and it the colors and the lighting it just works really well i don't know how or why it just captures that kind of like hazy warm atmosphere of like spain and sometimes somehow the 1970s but um Mm. And it's got animal people, which it may be a case of like, oh, we had, you know, a smaller budget. We're not going to be able to animate human faces. And we're definitely not going to do mocap or anything like that. It may be a stylistic choice, but I think it works really well for some reason. Hmm. Like, do, you, do you think, because I, I wondered how political it would get and mm. whether that idea that they are like anthropomorphic creatures... Mm would have taken a bit of a sting out of them, you know, getting really political with it. Um, it whether that was kind of part of the idea mm, of whether they changed it to animals. That's a good point, actually. That's a really good point, because, yeah, people... When people say politics in games, like, if you're a capital G gamer and just an arsehole, you're probably going to be like, no, no, politics in my games. And they don't realise that everything art-wise is inherently political, but... Yep. Shh. I don't, I don't know because they do, they, they do, they do go, in sometimes you know maybe a bit too heavy-handed with it. Like sometimes they are like, oh you know anyone from a leftist point of view, you know, artists, poets, it's like they're wrong and you know we, we want to crack down on people who are like you know have different sexual orientations or you know different genders and stuff like that. And it's like yes, it does go into that, but. It's like it, it it fits with what nineteen seventy seven you know Spain is so mm. it's hard for me to say perhaps maybe but it's like they're not shying away from the politics in it so it's like shying away in terms of like um, putting animal people in your game it's not going to do the thing if you you are just sometimes dramatically and heavy handedly focusing on the politics. I I, I I don't know, but mm. I think it's maybe a budget thing where it's like, sure, can't do real people, so we can do animal people. Animal people are cute anyway. So, um, <laughs> it's fair. But yeah, it, 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 I think the voice acting it, it really carries this game because they're doing not quite a lot, but I think it's greater than the sum of its parts. It, I mean, some of the animations a bit stilted. Uh, mm. You know, the, the scope is obviously very small for this game because you're only seeing these, uh, you know, these, these, this same backdrop and this same environment mm. for the entire game. Um, the kind of murder mystery who done it thing isn't. The, there are some branching paths, but it always leads down really the same corridor, um, and you know the the you're not having like any LA noir kind of massive branching 
you know, interrogation or anything like this. You're taking pictures, you're looking through your binoculars, and you're basically putting these photos on this investigative, investigative pin board. Like, mm. and it's like, is, it, is there red string? No, there's no red string. <laughs> yeah, because you need to pay more for that red string, but it doesn't, it'll do. doesn't yeah. you know chart out a pentagram across the map or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I color me disappointed. <laughs> it's 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 uh, very simple. It's very directed, and it's it, it's very scripted. There are a few narrative choices where where you can, as you as I say, pick your own decision. But it is really funneling you towards the same ending and same outcome mm, for the right. most part. Oh. But yeah, as I say, it does a lot with a little. Mm, and the nice. voice acting, it's really good, especially the main character who's kind of reminds me of like uh, Mike from like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He's got that mm. kind of grizzled, I'm set in my own ways, but I still got like a decent heart and I can see the right. error of my ways and that kind of... You, you grow uh, to love the main character. Yeah. I... Uh... I'm surprised. So I, I did the standard thing. So like, I'll just do a quick review roundup mm. because there's like two negative reviews, only one in English. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's like 17 reviews total. Like, I mean, uh, but this person, Quixicotla, Quix, uh, Nah, it doesn't matter. Uh, they played an hour and a half and said, uh, although the idea is interesting, and I must say the mechanics did not strike me as being repetitive, the clunky animations and, in my opinion, cringeworthy comments screw up the game for me. I was expecting much more balanced and elaborate after playing Lion's Song, which sounds like you were saying the exact opposite. I, uh, as I say, I agree with the stilted animations. Those can detract from yeah. the game. I mean, yeah, um... People have referred to it like looking like Sims, Sims like very over exaggerated animations, and I agree with that. For me, it didn't take away. I go into this game knowing like like this is obviously on a limited shoestring budget. It, yeah, it's it's very small in scope. That definitely does stand out more than anything in the game, apart from this <laughs> this elderly woman who's clearly voiced by someone who's probably like younger than me. Putting on an old granny voice. That just sounds But I don't know why those people are down there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were pretty good. <laughs> in the fucking South, suddenly. Like that. That's another thing. Like, all the voice acting is American, but we expect that for, like. Oh, is it? You know, yeah. They say Spanish, but, like, they, they pronounce the Spanish words, like, with <laughs> a Spanish accent. But it's American si. voice acting. See. Si. Yeah, oh, and, see. Yeah, and Polythea and stuff like that. So, 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 so Barcelona and stuff like that. But it's yeah. like it's very clear. Oh, no, 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 no. But, no, but no, I think we're used to that. Let's not devolve into. <laughs> we're gonna get a fucking iTunes review that says the exact <laughs> same thing woman. as this review. Mm. I did old American woman. I've got an old <laughs> Spanish woman now. <laughs> but I think just, we're used just... to that in the Westernized world. It's like, yeah, these Japanese people have American accents. Of course they do. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so that wasn't even detracting for me because it's like I'm used to. But, that. but they, I mean, the fact that they said the cringeworthy mm. comments suggests that they, I'm assuming that's the voice acting, which I was just. I surprised. think it. I think it's. So, I think what maybe they might. I can't speak for this yeah. person, but I think probably what they're saying is, it's more that it's like, oh, there's someone, you know, who maybe have a different sexual orientation or gender, oh, you know, and 
the grizzled ex cop is like, oh, that's bad, or something like that, to that effect. Right. And the, you're you're basically teaming up with this left, you know, left wing young journalist, Catwoman, who's very much, oh, you know, I'm clearly all the way this way, and you're clearly all the way that way. Mm, right. And she's saying, oh, you can't judge people for this and that, and it's like it, it very much touches on those things without going into depth, and it, it like may. It, the game obviously has a stance and it's very left leaning obviously but it's like what i've noticed like something with like cloudpunk as well like where, where where it's this young woman and you know she's basically saying oh not everyone from the east is you know um basically a savage you know playing tribal drums yeah. but it's like it very much right. touches on that it doesn't it's just like very throwaway it's like okay we know what you're on about but it's, it's the same way if you putting down any opinion and it's like you know maybe you should either go into this more or just not 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 just not even go there but like you can't just have something that's very throwaway if you're you know wanting to get across your point you're wanting to Mm. make a stance put a flag in the sand and just like this is what we believe in I don't believe it should be like, okay, let's bang your head over it, or just like make this throwaway comment. So I think that's maybe what they're on about. Some of it's very, okay, we know what your stance is. It's very much obvious, you know, you're talking you're talking right. about the, a game which is like set on the very precipice of, okay, we're going from nationalism into a more democratic, you know, um, regime. It's like, that's obvious, but it's like... Why why make these comments which are like very throwaway at the same time? It's like mm. I don't know, it's it's as it politics is very hard to get right yeah. in games. Um, I mean that's why com- companies like Ubisoft just don't just, make just, political games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like they just say, Oh, it's not political when it clearly is and they just don't follow through with it, which is frustrating. Which is fucking the worst and it's god stupid. I stupid. And there are, you know, some instances, I'm not saying it's a whole game in like the Flower Collectors or Cloudpunk, but it's like, okay, you're saying this and it's like, it seems like you're not ridiculing the other side, but it's like, you're saying, oh, this is how it should be. This character is obviously in the wrong, but you're not expanding on that, you know? Even though it's something that maybe I lean towards as well, but it's like, you're not explaining it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're not you're not going into a nuanced argument for the other side. It seems like, oh, you're tailoring this game for people like me, and it's like, has this very cynical view. It's like, no, this is the right way, but I'm not going to explain why it's the right way for people who feel the opposite. You're just putting these throwaway comments in the game, you know? Right. That's a whole other thing that we don't need to get into, but... um, but, So I I guess that's, that's maybe what they're saying. That it's very heavy-handed in that sense. It's like, without much nuanced argument. Mm. It's like, I'm just like, yeah, maybe... Obviously you shouldn't judge these people for this and that, but it's like, you can't just say that. Well, you can, but it's like, <laughs> you shouldn't just say that and just be like, yeah, that's it. You know? That's the stance. Even though it's like, yeah, of course it should At be. At least but. it sounds... I mean, it does sound uh, like quite thought-provoking really in sort of what it's trying to get across you know you've read into Mm. this slightly differently to how someone else has 
um, allows a little bit of um, openness even with what they're trying to put across um, whether it is trying to be super political um, whether it's trying to be a bit more uh, open let's mm-hmm. say and, and try to show both sides of it it, it just sounds very um, very interesting in kind of what it is trying to convey and, and oh yeah yeah I mean it, it's it's it, it, as I say, it's a hard balance to try. It's like this game has got like a three to four hour runtime. It's not, you know, you're not gonna have a thesis on, you know, 1970s Spain. So, mm. but it's interesting enough to, you know, it's got that. It's not over hitting your head, hitting you over the head with politics, but it's got that nice context to it it's like this is how it's set and this is why the character's motivation is this this is why your main character is this way etc etc and i think that's interesting so Mm. and as i say like the the voice acting takes it a long way um and and the story wraps up really nicely a lot of you know a lot of games like i say with cloudpunk it doesn't wrap up in the most satisfactory way where it's like i feel Mm -hmm. fulfilled I know where this story went, and I know the end. Whereas, in that what two to three hour runtime for the flower collectors, I liked where it ended up. Everything right. was there was no like nice. loose ends. It's like there's no oh stay tuned for the flower collectors too. It's like yeah, this mm. wrapped up nicely, you know, and it good. it kept it intriguing all the way to the end. So it's very good. Nice, yeah, good, good. Sounds solid. Um, it Adel, is. I realise yeah. that we're um we're, we're running. Quite late, and we haven't come to you yet. That's fine. I mean, I did my uh, uh, remote play spiel. Yes. That so, was a I mean, PSA I'm, I'm, more than anything. Uh, I'm okay with giving you another week to play that game that I was going to talk about. <laughs> How far through the game? You I mean, I haven't played it in a week, so <laughs> okay. I could finish it in the meantime. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's still me. Look, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quarantine can't make me not me. I love video games in a way that I just don't play them. That's just who I am. <laughs> and we love you for it. It's mm, fine. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't. Absolutely. You do you. No judgment. Always. Yeah. Always. Uh, just, Should we talk about some beers? Oh, go on. Yeah, Sorry, I just, just want to give a quick PSA. Um, because I got a code for another game, which is called Fire Escape. Which hmm. is, I haven't played much of it. It is also a game that that you play from like your balcony. It's very limited in that kind of scope. Um, it's from Ink Stories, who made 1979 Revolution um, Black Friday, and it's basically it's sort of like Rear Windowish. It's like another murder mystery, but it's okay. like kind of seen as it's also a VR game. It's kind of seen from like a uh, like like as if you're witnessing a play like hmm. there there are that you're, you're just seeing this apartment block and somebody gets murdered and it's played over the course of three episodes and during the episodes you can focus uh, like on different apartment blocks uh, well different apartment rooms and everything's happening concurrently like these people are doing that these people oh. are doing that oh cool and it's like oh who do I pay attention Where- to during this mm space of like 15 minutes to see oh what was this person doing at the time of murder what was this person doing at the time of murder 
I've only played the first episode, so I don't know exactly how it wraps up. So, but I'm really interested to get back into what was it, it called for next week. Fire Escape. Fire Escape. So I think you're literally standing on a fire escape <laughs> looking at another apartment building. But I wanted Do to... You... Mm. I, I assume you haven't played in VR, you're playing it just no, normal. No, just normal, just normal, yeah. You can play you, in VR. So it's from, from first, first person, person perspective then? Yeah. Do you think playing in VR would add anything to it? Uh, I think it would, because it would make you feel like, yeah, you're literally like in that kind of like play like mm. kind of perspective. Um, but I don't think, I don't think uh, playing first person just normally detracts from the experience. I think it may feel a bit sure. more immersive always. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll play it more for the next week, but I wanted to give a shout out now because uh, 25% of all proceeds uh, goes to COVID relief from the oh, um, cool. sales of the game, which is £7.19 for now, I believe. Yeah, that yeah. is correct. Who's it made by? Ink Stories. Ink, mm. Ink Stories, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I played like the first episode and it's like, ooh, can't wait to listen in to all these people. Well, that's excellent. That's what you want from a murder mystery style Indeed. game. Indeed. It's weird how oh, all these... Oh, shit. That's who followed us on Twitter earlier today. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. I, might I wave at you even insane. though this is the wrong medium for you to hear it. <laughs> well, I did say I'd give them a little shout out. So just yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, nice. looks, it, it looks interesting. I'm very much eager to jump back into that. So. Good. Cool. So, we will finish there. Obviously, we'll come mm. back um, to Fire Escape. Whether uh, Adel and I have had a chance to, to play it or Lucy has sort of played it all the way through. Um, Probably by next week, yeah. I think it's yeah. short. Yeah. Lots of other things to kind of return to from this week um, but we will talk about the beers that we have uh, had Lucy you had um, millionaire, millionaire from Wild mm. and um, Forward something from Attic what was it yeah, forward. forward yeah and I'm going to go forward and say that the forward was my favourite <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work <laughs> I see yeah. what you did there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was bad. Um, yeah, the millionaires, and you know, I was a bit harsh on it at first, but it's probably because I've had the beer several times. It's, it's mm. a good beer. It's a good milk stout. Um, just probably wasn't in the mood for a milk stout now. Sure. Don't know mm. when, I, when am I in the mood for a milk stout? Breakfast, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Nine o'clock in the morning. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It was light. It was, it, it was a bit sweet on the sweet side for me. But you know, if you, if you got a sweet tooth, it, it really won't phase you. It did have that, you know, nice sweet caramel, kind of taste to it. Definitely chocolate. You got that the light coffee notes as well. But yeah, the forward tropical IPA probably just the beer that I was probably more in the mood for maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got to support local anyway. It, it's it's a good beer. It's very. It's very light. It's got a nice bit of pineness, um, light bitterness, but mostly if you're looking for something that's got a fruity punch to it, then that's the one. But yeah, support local, support attic. They were very nice and they covered the delivery charge to me because I didn't realise oh, nice. that it was only a free delivery if you live in South Birmingham. And oh, I do not uh, live in South Birmingham. So yeah, fair. shout outs to them. They're very, very nice people. Good, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, Adol. 
How about you? Um, I thought for sure, having tasted both, uh, it would be the Lake of Stars um, Pale Ale. Uh, but actually, the lingering taste and like the fact that even though it has lactose in it, it wasn't too sugar forward. Um, I think I'm going to go for the White Hag's Dark Druid, the salted caramel pastry stout. Um, yeah. I, I like that it was light um, as as a stout that had a bunch of things going on. I, I, my reservation is that it took a while to get used to kind of the muddled start, but I really like the rest of the taste and the finish. And it's just kind of more memorable. And um, yeah, I mean, they're both really good beers. And, and, and I, it, to be honest, part of it might just be that like I'm now inside and the sun is set and... Uh, the the Lake of Stars Pale Ale would have been great like three hours previously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that close. Like it's I think it, it, similar to Lucy. I just don't think I was quite in the perfect mindset for one versus the other. Uh, yeah. But awkwardly against Lucy, I'm picking the one with lactose in it. <laughs> um, Contrarian. I'm it's also going to pick. I'm also going to pick the one with lactose in it. Contrarian. Um, the Amundsen and Finback um, Fate Green New England IPA which had lactose in it uh, was just really good uh, lots of flavour flowed fantastically that bitterness in it was really nice wasn't too cutting but it, it ran all the way through and it was that lasting flavour um, the fruits um, played a very good part it had a multi backbone to it Lots of stuff going on with that beer, which was really, really nice. Um, Tony the Welder, whilst it has a very interesting flavour, doesn't quite gel enough for me to think, yeah, this is this is nice as one beer, mm. I would grab another one. Um, the, the Amundsen Finback, I would drink... I think probably all, all the time. Day, every day. It's 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 kind of it's it's what I want from a beer. It's got those tropical notes. It's got that multi backbone. It has that bitterness running all the way through it. Um, it's a very good New England IPA. It's a very good beer. Um, You'd have it so with your cereal. Is... Say that again. You'd have it with your cereal. I would. I'd have it for mm. breakfast. Uh, it's not quite a milk stout. It's not quite a pastry stout. But you know. You'd. Uh... Fuck it, I drink it yeah. at seven in the morning, Instead of Listerine, twelve in the afternoon, that, yeah. three in the afternoon, ten at night, two in the morning, all the time. <laughs> Just buy all of them. That's it. I'm not going to do anything else. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't say no. <laughs> what did you, and I, you? What did you think of it, Lucy? If you can remember, I know you said you you had yeah, it a I, while I, ago. But... I remember it with that pininess and that earthiness, which mm. you said. Um, yeah, maybe it's because, as you say, the green can, it just reminded me of that. But yeah, I was just like, this this is the right amount of bitterness and pininess, just to... Yeah. Because I like very piney beers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Bit of earthiness, make you feel earthy and dirty. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Close to the I just want to feel dirty all the time at the moment, that's it. <laughs> Haven't showered for days. What the Haven't... fuck's a shower? Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh dear we can't really blame covid for that one but we're gonna yeah. um so that's us this week um if you want to get hold of us we are tanked up cast on twitter and on instagram 
you can go to and should go to outoflives.net to listen to us to see our faces to read other articles uh, Adol you and I put up a chat over the top of the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer that's correct um, where we, we, we just discussed what you can see what we you know what you get from that trailer Vikings um, I assume I didn't watch the trailer mm, you should watch it Lucy watch it Really? Mark Hamill's in it. He makes an appearance. Really? Um, yeah. According to us, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Who's he playing? That's, that's tanked Odin. up canon now that Mark Hamill is in <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, is he Odin? You'll see what we mean. But yes, go to outoflives.net to look at all of these other things and um, comment and engage with the uh, with the community. You can find the Out of Lives Discord as well and come and chat to us about beers, about the games that you're playing. You should do that. And search for us and comment and review us on your uh, podcast service of choice. I am at Nova underscore 47 if you want to um, get in touch with me over on Twitter, on PlayStation, if you fancy playing some Streets of Rage 4. Uh, if you want to play some Streets of Rage with Lucy, uh, yeah. on, on Steam, I was going to say on Xbox, but it's on Steam, isn't it, that you're playing? Yeah, we can play uh, on Xbox. But you're the same everywhere. Yeah, I, I I whore about I'm yeah I'm Juicy Loose Nine on all the uh, platforms. I play Streets of Age oh. anywhere. Nice, yeah. good, do it. And <laughs> if you want to, you know, Steam, what's it called? Is it Steam Remote Sharing? Yeah, it's remote Play. Yeah, Remote Steam Remote Play. If you want to do that with Adol and connect with him through Steam, he is at the Omniarch. I'm not even going to let you say it this way. I'll just say it for you. Almost everywhere. <laughs> you can. I'll let you outro it. Go. And we've Bye. been talking about that. That was good. Ciao. I like it. Yeah, I, look what happens when I shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just made sure I was rated M for mature on that last F bomb. <laughs> Always, always tick that explicit box. Right. Yeah, I mean, talk about the politics, whole series the on iTunes can't hear is marked as explicit. Games aren't ready for the politics. That's X-rated in terms of what they can handle. <laughs> it's worse than saying the c-word. Mm. A little bit. Mm. www.outoflives.net. <laughs>